What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. Oh. <laughs> you look so hurt. <laughs> um, freshman year of college. Ooh. I was I was dating this girl. Mm. Uh, not necessarily dating with her. We were kind of figuring each other out. Um, what's the difference? <laughs> Wait, well, what's the difference, bro? Figuring each other out or dating? Well, like That's true. physically figuring each other out or just <laughs> What's happening? No capping. We AO about to get a play bowl. Pull up to the table. Let's go. Yo, what's going on, fam? It's your boy Anthony Neal. Welcome back to the table. This is the ATL edition. And I'm real pumped today because I have some friends, not a friend, not two friends, but I have three friends joining me today to really have a real conversation. Uh, one of the things that I'm really diving into um, as my brand is continuing to expand, right? It's I want to make sure that I'm helping singles like myself steward their single season correctly. So we're going to be talking about areas around your finances. Um, but really, one of the things I've um, struggled with in the past, just to keep it real, since this is the table, it's a different kind of table, uh, but it is the table. Um, one of the things that I struggle with, um, and, I, and I'm, and I'm you know, respectfully saying this, still struggling because I'm not perfect. I'm learning, I am evolving, and I am growing, and I am maturing, um, is how do you have the hard conversations while you're dating, you know, while you're in a relationship, not while you're married? I think that's easier than dating, because in dating, you might be scared to answer the question. You might be scared to ask the question because you don't know if that person will bounce on you, if they will leave you, or if they'll start judging you, if they'll start looking down on you. And so I invited some friends, some some friends from different age brackets um, to just come and sit down and be real. You know, this is not going to be a factual thing um, as far as in what's right and what's wrong, because I think everyone has the right to think the way they want to think. But as we're going through this conversation, um, as we're talking to my friends, um, I want you all to text the word relationships to 615-930-3431. Again, text relationships 
to 615 or click the link in the show description because my team and I actually created a PDF called The Guide to Asking the Hard Questions While Dating. Listen, this is not just one page. We actually sat down and just created a 20-page document that's 100% free specifically for you uh, to really help you figure out, okay, how do you have the hard conversations? And really, this is for our queens. I'm going to be real with you because it wasn't about a couple of weeks ago, I asked uh, men, I asked over a thousand men, hey, if you can give our queens, our ladies, one relationship advice, uh, what would you say? Man, we had thousands of brothers respond. And these responses were actually pretty shocking to me. I related with some of them. I didn't relate with some of them. I said, you know what? How about we honestly sit down, uh, put this into a PDF so you'll see the questions, that the, the, the advice that the guys ask. And ladies, I want to help you get into our heads. So I sat down and went through all these questions, not questions, all these advice that they put out. And I said, you know what, ladies, here are some questions that you can ask while you're dating to really get inside of our minds. So it's a cheat code. Uh, and I'm telling you right now, not only do we give you questions to ask, but here's a table of contents. We're going to give you um, how to fight fair, you know, how to disagree fair, and how to identify real red flags and then 20 questions, 20 points to really ask, to really help you get into the conversation. You want to learn how to talk about money? I give you the questions to ask while you're dating to talk about money. You want to ask what's his perspective on uh, sex before marriage? I give you the questions to ask. You want to ask, what's, you know, how do you feel about President Trump? I give you questions to ask. I give you, you know, uh, you know, just just some good practical questions that will not offend a man, but it's a great conversation starter to when you're out at dinner, where maybe when you're out at Top Golf, maybe you're driving in the car, maybe you're sitting at the house and y'all watching a movie and it goes on break. And I just want to ask him a quick question. This is a, it's 100% free. So text relationships, relationships to 615-930-3431. But yo, I have some friends with me today at the table. Um, and you all have seen probably two out of three of them. One of them, you know, he's new to the crew. Um, you know, I like him, you know, uh, uh, but, you know, y'all definitely have seen these two before, especially if you follow me. And you're going to see a lot more of him. I say, y'all, let's just have a conversation. So real quick, how about y'all introduce yourselves, name, uh, let's give you age. Okay. This is my table. We keep it real. Okay. <laughs> Don't be ashamed of your age. And maybe like um, uh, a little brief 30-second description of, like, what you do. Hey, cool. Ladies first. Hey, y'all. My name is Raquel. I'm 33 years old. I'm known as the bougie banker, and I teach financial literacy to women all over the world. Because she's bougie! <laughs> bougie just came out with a book. I did, yes! yes. That, yes. Is, that is amazing, and so Thank I'll you. make sure to drop that, uh, her book, in the show description, because it's, it's, it will bless you. What's up? Hi, I'm Rebecca. I own Conerize Digital, which is a social media marketing agency. And Anthony O'Neill is one of my clients. Yeah, keep the camera on me. <laughs> <laughs> I was her first client as her own business, but she Very has worked. Yeah. She has worked with some major names. I'm not gonna name drop, but uh, she has. Uh, I'm just honored because uh, she's. Ooh, Jesus, she got a good resume. Next. 
What's going on, guys? My name is Austin Reed. I'm 21 years old. I'm a college student, but I'm also traveling all 107 HBCUs across the country. Um, I also work for Corner Rise Digital as her digital assistant, so I'm excited to be here today. Yo, young people here making moves. You are also Mr. Mr. O the eighth Mr. Oakland University. Yes, sir. Yes, he is Mr. Oakland. Mr. Oakland University. My, Put my some respect. My crowd is in the car, Anthony. <laughs> 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 I told him to leave it in the car. Ain't no crowns right here, but my crown. You know what I'm saying? It's my show. I run this thing. Uh, so let me let me start off by asking this question. Uh, do y'all think dating, being in a relationship, uh, because I want to expect y'all's, some of y'all are actually, you know, dating officially, uh, in a relationship officially, or whatever you want to call it. Is it hard? In, this, in these days and times, is dating hard? Yes. 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 My brother said yes. Why yes. are you looking no. like that? It's not hard? I don't think so. Why not? I think, well, I'm freshly out of a relationship, a pretty okay. long-term one. Yeah. And so, like, what I'm doing now is just I'm getting to know people. Mm. And so I'm not necessarily, like, yeah, I'm just getting to know people, seeing what's out there. <laughs> she was about to say, I ain't trying to settle down yet. I just want to get to know you. I just want to date. I want to get all the data before I make my final decision. That part. But I was in, like, my relationship was, like, five years. So Ooh. now it's, like, like, 27 okay. versus, like, I don't know, minus five, 22. <laughs> yeah, like, my priorities are different. Yeah. Everything's different. So I am... Like, am I am dating? I am like, you know, asking certain questions. So okay. like that. So since you said that, you say you're dating. Okay, I gotta ask you the question. Welcome to the show. But you already know how I roll. So yeah. <laughs> Do you believe in dating multiple people? Dating is good or bad? Dating multiple people? At the same time. I think it's good to get out there and like see what's out there mm. and get to know people. But then if a certain <laughs> don't do that thing. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's go, let's go. If you start, or when you start to form a connection with somebody and that gets more serious, then you can have that talk. Like, hey, like, is this exclusive? Do you want it to be or not? And you get to see where they're at. Yeah. Because dating multiple people and sleeping with multiple people are two yeah, different things. And I think sometimes when we think about dating, we're like, oh, well, they must be sleeping with one another. You're getting to know that person. That's the, by def like, that's what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Seeing if, yeah, seeing if this person is a good match and for how, you. Yeah, like how much you want to share with them of your life. Yeah. I think for me, dating, if someone's like, hey, you want to go on a date? I'm like, okay, as you go. And then that's like dating. It could be anybody? No. Oh, I'm about to say, you want to go on a date? Okay, gotta go. Hey, you don't have to look good. You don't have to smell good. Like, Lord Jesus. Oh, uh, what about you? Um, I was going to say, I think that, you know, um, being a man, it's, it's a little difficult, especially, you know, you guys are a little older than me. You guys have more experience in dating. Um, I think for me, you know, I'm trying to build myself up. I'm trying to build, you know, my wealth. I'm trying to build, you know, my name. And, you know, me being a college back, student. Baby. Yes, sir. Get that back. Get that back. Get that <laughs> me being a college student and, again, me traveling all these HBCUs, you know, me doing social media management, all these things. I'm trying to set myself up for my future wife. Yeah. And so I'm saying it's, it's hard yes. right now because, you know, there are those not necessarily temptations. But there are those women out there that I do want to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in. I do want to talk to. But to me, I kind of find that as a distraction just right now, just because I'm trying to build myself up and trying to make a name for myself so that I can carry on that legacy and have a wife come to me and we, you know, we can build that legacy together. So you're saying right now dating multiple is probably not in your... 
For me, no. For me, no. So you only gonna date one, or you just not dating at all? I'm just not dating at all. I'm just kind of focusing more on myself. Mm, the foundation. Yes, yes sir. Yes, sir. Okay. 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 I okay. said it was difficult. Difficult. Yes. He said it's difficult too, though. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think dating is difficult too. Yeah, in my age bracket, I'm older than all of y'all. And um, what do you say, Grandpa? Oh wow! <laughs> uh, uh. See, they're lucky that they're not in my my singles panel coming up here um, next year uh, because I would who I would ask Raquel and you know so many hard questions. <laughs> I'm not gonna put them out there like that. So y'all stay tuned because if y'all like today's show, oh trust me. What we have coming up for the singles panel next year, yeah, is not like this. No, it's gonna be fine. But wait a minute. This is a Costco snack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a fun size. It's a fun size. Emphasis on the fun. Because I mean we're shooting it like a reality doc, like oh, reality that's show. That's gonna be lit. And yeah, it's yeah, gonna, it's gonna, gonna be, be nice. Um, we rented a huge mansion. Yeah. And we're just bringing in single people to come and talk. That's gonna be um, cool. So about um what was it about a few weeks ago, a few months ago. Yeah, a few weeks ago, I I just posted a question. And I said to the brothers, because oftentimes I have a huge tribe of ladies. I want to say, what, about 65% of my tribe are, are ladies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the majority of them are, are black, you know, and, and I love that. I love my sisters um, and I love I love my white sisters, too. So, um, but I said, you know what? I'm always talking to the ladies, right? I'm never really talking to my brothers. And I said, yo, brothers, we often get relationship advice from our queens, but we never really respect the advice from the men. Mm. Right. Because y'all need help, too. <laughs> y- y'all got issues. You know what I'm saying? Okay. You know what I'm saying? And us men, we can help y'all. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Be better, suitable mates for your... for your. I mean, right... Because right now, today's show's about y'all. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Raquel want to say so much. She's like... but i asked this question man i was really shocked about some of their responses like their responses was actually rich thoughtful thoughtful i mean you you can't get upset and one of the things that i've learned that you know men and women we do think and process things differently and and it's not a bad thing nor is it a good thing it's a thing Mm -hmm. that two people need to work together and on my journey in this new season that I'm walking in, I want to help singles steward their single season correctly. And a part of that is stewarding our network, stewarding our relationships. One of the things that the guys that I saw come back very, very good was, and this is something that I ask on both sides, right? That I get asked on both sides. When is it the right time to bring up the conversation about money? Mm-hmm. when you're dating. Mm-hmm. Uh, because some guys feel offended when it's date one. Some ladies are like, I'm not waiting until I get married because financial security for me is very, very important. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm curious for y'all's philosophies in the season, the stage that you're in right now, when is it the right time to bring up and to have the conversation about money? Is that date one? Is that before we go on a date? Is that, you know, maybe when we get engaged and we sit down with our pastors for premarital 
I was gonna say, I think as a as a as a guy, you know, when I take these ladies out on dates, I want to make sure that I present my best self forward, and and in terms of my best self, my authentic self as well. So I'm not gonna rent a car and take her to the most expensive restaurant if I can't afford that. So I think that being transparent, you know, from the start is is a great segue into that healthy conversation and, and those those conversations about finances. Because let's say I do take that girl out for three or four days, so I'm driving around in a rented Tesla, take her out to a steakhouse. And then, you know, a couple months later, we're dating and she's like, uh-oh, <laughs> you know, why, why are you driving this? Why are you taking me to McDonald's? Why are you doing this? So I think that being transparent and upfront from the jump will avoid kind of that uncomfortable conversation and kind of open it up to be able to be honest and be able to have the conversation. Yeah. 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 So, ladies, when do y'all want to bring it up? Or do y'all even care about their financial situation? This who? So, <laughs> <laughs> like... Wait, 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 wait. You about to make a hair stand up. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely before you're engaged. Like, you cannot wait that long. At that point, you're saying this person is suited to be my forever yeah. spouse. Yeah. Mm. You don't know if someone's suited to be a forever spouse if you haven't had all of the conversations. Mm. You mm. need to, you know, make sure that y'all are a good fit psychologically. You need mm. to make sure yeah. you're a good fit um, emotionally for one another, mm. um, spiritually for one another, and financially for one another. Mm. If like he said, if you're taking someone out and renting a Tesla, you're setting up an incorrect expectation because she's going to go like, girl, girl, he took me to the test, girl, the five star girl. And then now she has this level of expectation that's set up that's not real. So if you're being your authentic self, you can weed out the people who are not right for you exactly. from the beginning. Exactly. You know what I mean? So I think those conversations definitely need to be had. I would say... After the dating, after, like, you've started, like, really saying, okay, this is the one person that I'm going to devote my time to. Mm -hmm. I'm going to date this one person. Yeah. I think somewhere around that space, you should start introducing those conversations. And it doesn't have to be, like, so what's your credit score? Right. right. You know what I mean? Right. It right. could be, like, you presenting it as a question. Like, sometimes I ask questions knowing the answer already. I just kind of want to see where your thought processes are, right? So I would right. be, like... Oh, so you play my games, right? Um, I don't, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, I'm, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what? I'll so what I'm saying is, it's, 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 I don't, I don't want to say it's my. Maybe okay. I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> but this is what I'll say: is you have to figure out who you are with, and if yeah. you're not asking the questions, you can. Some people like to be very direct, but yeah. I like to study people. So if I know I would handle a certain financial situation a type of way, I may say like, hey. You know, I've got this going on with X, Y, and Z in my finances. What do you think I should do? Mm. I want you to feel like you're leading me, but I'm really just picking your brain to see if your thought processes around money are aligned with my yeah. thought processes around money. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's still playing my games. but I guess Okay, yeah, you know, all right. You looked real theoretical, like, oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's cool. It's cool. What do you think about I think similar, once you decide, like, okay, this person, I'm going to start seeing them, like, exclusively, or I can see a future with them, because mm -hmm. they like these other qualities that they have, then start bringing it up. But in a similar way, like a softer way, like, not what's your credit score, like, how much debt do you have, mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff. But, like, finances is really important to me, and I've made, I've been really intentional with how I manage mine and, like, my businesses and, like, like investments and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So I will ask, like, oh, like... Like, do you have a Roth IRA? Or I just maxed mine out today. Like, mm -hmm. yay. Like, what do you think about that? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just a softer way. Is it, yeah. is it buying games? I, I mean, I, I think, well, I think, you no. This is why topic. I did, this is exactly why I did this little mini um, 
little, little mini ebook because mm-hmm. as a man that could come off as a mind game mm-hmm. if you already know the answer and you're not really genuinely trying to learn about me. Um, like one of the things that God says, money shouldn't be a taboo topic. Mm-hmm. And inside of PDF, I say, you know what? Here's my philosophy when it comes to this right here, right? If we could talk about sex, mm-hmm. we could talk about money. Right. Mm-hmm. We talk about sex before we even in a committed relationship. Right. So my philosophy is when it comes to a relationship, again, I'm not a relationship expert, but when it comes to dating, before I even say, Rebecca, I think you should be in a committed relationship, we're going to have a conversation about money. Mm-hmm. So I don't really talk about it in the beginning. I, I don't suggest talking about it within the beginning part because it goes back to what you said. Enjoy Right. Enjoy life, right. right? But before you all sit down and say, you know what? I think this is where I want to settle down with you. Um, I see you as my, my prize. I think the conversation needs to have about it. Now, here's a question. This is why y'all need to get this. This text word relationships, 2615-930-3431. Because if you take Raquel's advice, <laughs> you may not, you may run that guy away. Here's here here is one question you can ask that is simple that both of you all can have a real good conversation. It, it turns into into such a very easy conversation. And watch this, ladies. You will honestly give him room to talk. He'll tell you everything you want to hear. And the question is simple: What do you want your financial life to look like in the future? Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. You didn't say, well, hey, I'm going through this situation. What do you think I should do? Because the last thing what you're doing for a man there is we are automatically triggered to fix something. Mm -hmm. So now I want to go in there and tell you about yourself, tell you what you should have done, tell you Mm -hmm. this. And it's like now you could be offended because I don't know everything. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you've gone through. I don't know all the stories behind it. So this thing is, is how do we just have a conversation? Like, how do we both just have a conversation. So when a man answered that question, what's going to happen? What's your thoughts? Like, what do you want to do in the future with your finances? And then boom, now y'all having a conversation and, and it turns into to such a very easy, easy situation. That's good. Yeah. Am I right? I would say that's a good response. <laughs> but no, 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 no. That's not what I asked Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, sir. That, say it again? Yes, Anthony. Thank you. You know, Raquel has become my, my sister, my little, you know, my little mentee. Well, she's like... <laughs> Five years younger than me? Four? How I'm 37. Oh, yeah, I'm 33. Yeah, so, you know, she 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 gets the real rawness of me. Um, she's the only one that can call me at 10 o'clock, and I'll be like, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so here's another one. Here's another one. All right, so we agree that a conversation about money needs to happen before, you know, engagement, before mm-hmm. marriage. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. cool. All right, all right, all right, all right. Here's another one. Ooh. I don't even want to be a part of this. Yeah. I don't want to be a part. Of this. I feel like we're in a live clubhouse. That's what this feels like—a live clubhouse. And every time my phone goes off, it's Anthony and some group talking about relationships, and I'm like, "Ladies, ooh, this is gonna be hard." Okay. Bring it, ladies. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Number two, relationship advice for men. Mm. Two ladies. Own up when you're wrong. Oh, yeah, I can do that. I agree. Yeah, I can do that. Okay. That was a growth point, though. (laughs) Why why is that so hard to grow into that, though? Because, like, one of the guys, um, 
One of the guys said, <laughs> apologize. It's something so small, but it goes so long yeah. when it comes to men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, why is that so hard for ladies to admit they are wrong? Or is it hard in y'all's opinion? Because, I mean, let, again, this is all a thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This was the most number three request for men. Mm-hmm. Ladies, own up when you're wrong. So I'll say this. I've been on both sides, right? Like, right. I've been the person who was so apologetic that I was just apologizing for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. But then I became this super strong, independent woman who was so opinionated that it didn't matter if I was wrong because I was so focused on you understanding why I was right. Yeah, yeah. So it took finding balance in that. So I'll say I understand why that why that's been posed because I've definitely been on both sides. But I'm at a point right now, like if you can prove to me that I'm wrong or you it's shown. Why does he have to prove to you that you're wrong? Though? Well, because I mean, if you're wrong, you have to be shown that you're wrong. It's not about like belittling the person to be like, this is why you're wrong. But just if I'm wrong, show me I'm wrong. And if if that's the case, then okay, I'm apologizing. Okay. Yeah. Right. You ever dated a lady, she did you wrong and she didn't apologize? Yeah. How did that make you feel as a man? As a man, honestly, it, it kind of took me back a little bit. Again, you know, I'm only 21. I was, I almost started allowed, I started being allowed to date when I was 16. So I don't have, you know, that much experience. But, um, <laughs> but I, I think, and, and it was, and this, this is, this is a side note, but my parents were saying I wasn't allowed to date until I was 16 because my mom said, I'm not driving you to your dates. I'm not paying for them. So, you know, you need, <laughs> yeah, you need to have a car, you need to have a job. So that's what I mean. I, I can respect my mother. Yeah, 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 yeah. You grew up in a single a mother home? No, I did not. I, okay, did, okay. Not, I did not. Well, my, both my parents said it, but you know, my, my mom's kind of the voice, my dad's just the agreeer. Oh, okay, okay. That's, that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. So, so what happened? With, with the girl? Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you look so hurt. <laughs> um, freshman year of college. Ooh. I was I was dating this girl. Mm. Uh, not necessarily dating with her. We were kind of figuring each other out. Um, what's the difference? <laughs> Wait, what's the difference, bro? Figuring each other out or dating? Well, like that's true. Physically phys- figuring each other out or just <laughs> I know your mama gonna be watching this. Hey, she knows. My mama Adrian knows. You know what's up, mom. You know what's up. Um, I'm but just she, saying, like, what's the difference in figuring each other out or dating? Figuring if you wanted to, 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 because I. <laughs> like, getting to know each other. Bro, drink some water. <laughs> okay, okay. This is, is this the talking stage before a dating stage? Um, yes, basically. Okay. Basically. Right. So this was, this was, because there was, there was two ladies involved. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta drink to that, guys. I gotta, I gotta drink to that because they're, they're gonna be watching this. They're gonna be watching this. <laughs> that is not Jameson. <laughs> <laughs> it's water, Aquafina. <laughs> not sponsored. Um, but anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are we, what are we doing? What are we doing? This is so good. This is so good. Right. <laughs> So there were there were two ladies at the time. My eyes are watching. Um, and 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 so you know I was date, I was I was figuring out both of them. You know, seeing seeing who I wanted to pursue more. Um, and so one of the ladies she lied on me and said I did something I didn't do. Um, and that 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 was 
that was very demasculating, number one, because again, you know, it's my freshman year of college, trying to establish myself, trying to do this, trying to do that. And, you know, as a black man, you know, if a lady says you do something that you didn't do. Yeah, that's a whole other that's conversation. Rough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, 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 that's a rough kind of thing. So that was, you know, when, when you said that, that was kind of the immediate kind of, kind of thing that brought me back to that. And so, you know, it took her, she, she just, apolog- well, we, you know, we haven't spoken for years. Um, but literally the summer before my senior year, which is this past summer, she just randomly like texted me and said, hey, you know, I'm really sorry that it happened. Like, I, you know, I genuinely apologize. You know, um, I was hurt and I didn't mean to, to portray that hurt on you. And so, you know, I made it seem like you were the bad guy when in reality I was. Mm. So, oh, for you know, for. Yeah. Yeah. For years, I kind of carried on that that hurt. And, you know, the, the I mean, yeah. So that's, that's a big thing. Yeah. Right? I, that's a big that's thing. A big yeah. thing. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And, I'm sorry and, and you went through that. Yeah. I'm so sorry you went through that. I didn't know you was going to go that deep. Yeah. Hey, it's, it's, we keep it real. Real relationship. We keep it real. At the table. At the table. Pretty much. Uh, Rebecca, I know you have a hard time apologizing for when you're wrong. Not true. Lies. (laughs) I'm just saying. No, have you ever had a hard time apologizing for when you're wrong? Yeah, I have. Why was it so hard as a woman? Um, As a woman. I mean, I feel like people in general have a hard time apologizing. Admitting when you're wrong? Yeah. I've experienced both men and women, like old and young, for that. But the big thing for me is... I don't feel like I'm wrong a lot. <laughs> right, right. I, feel like, I don't think a lot of people think they're wrong. Yeah, lot. and so when it does happen, like, say I may say something to someone and, like, it offends them or hurts their feelings, um, and they tell me, I'm like, oh! Mm. Like, I kind of want to be like, well, you're being too sensitive or whatever. You don't want to cover it up because, like, it's being wrong is also being vulnerable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah. so, like, vulnerability is hard for a lot of people. And so, like, but now I I don't want to carry around, like, that guilt from hurting anyone. Mm-hmm. And also, I've been in another position, too, where I've always been like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. when I don't need to. Right, right, right. Um, and sometimes when someone does me wrong, not getting that apology hurts me. And so now, like, looking for, even though I am, like, having fun right now with dating, but ultimately I want a husband and I want... Um, to have like a really real relationship mm-hmm. and vulnerability is huge yeah. for that. So I think being like radically honest, like 100% myself, and then also if someone hurts me or if I hurt them, like making it a safe space for that apology. Yeah. <sighs> I think you're, I agree with you. Uh, all jokes aside, I think everyone has a problem with admitting when they're wrong uh, and not really admitting, well, not a problem, but I think it is, it is challenging. Yeah. Because it takes an individual to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. It takes an individual to, to set pride aside. And also check this out. The other person who they're about to say, I'm sorry, I was wrong to, have to be mature to say, I know. Mm-hmm. Or, or not, have to be mature to say to not say, I know. Right. To not throw it into their face. Or keep bringing it up. Exactly. Right? <laughs> there has to be a safe space. So one of the questions I put inside the book, go ahead, what did you about to say? Well, I just wanted to add to that because I think sometimes we get caught up in who's right and who's wrong, but mm-hmm. you're not looking at the perceptions of their reality of the situation. Absolutely. Which doesn't necessarily make this person right or this person wrong. It could just be a miscommunication on how everyone perceived the situation. Right. So like, I may be looking at you and being like, how could you do this to me? How could you, how could you do this to me? You're yeah. wrong, you're wrong. Yeah. But on their end... 
they're not understanding or, or figuring, like, it's just not being received that they even did anything wrong. It's not processing. Right. Because their perception of the situation is totally different. So I think sometimes we get so caught up in looking for an apology that you can't even move past the situation opposed to saying, you know what, this is what has happened. This is the reality of the situation. What is my response Mm. to how it has affected me instead of trying to get a response out of the other person who may not even be able to realize that they're in the wrong to begin with? Yeah. Ben, that's so, so good. That's so good. Uh, One of the questions that I say is a conversation starter, again, because I think while we are dating, how do we approach these hard conversations? I don't want to date someone who refuses to admit when they're wrong. Because mm-hmm. that just means when we get in a relationship, you won't admit when you're wrong. Mm-hmm. And so for me, yeah, go ahead. And your relationship will only go so deep. Yes. Like, the less open you're able to be, that's where, you, like, the relationship stops. Mm-hmm. I think, too, like, when it comes to admitting that you're wrong um, and being open to hearing the other person out, it's you're interested in the 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 health of the relationship as a whole. Yes. Because it's like, it's not just, oh, me against you, like us fighting who's going to win. But it's like, okay, for the sake of the relationship, like let's solve this. Let's figure it out because I don't want to hurt your feelings again. Right, 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 right. And, and so while you're dating, here's one good question you can ask. And it's simply, you know, hey, in your opinion, what's worse to say I'm sorry and not mean it or not say it at all? And I think that just creates a conversation at the dinner table or while we're driving home to really understand both sides of their thoughts, both sides of their opinions, uh, both sides of, you know, okay, is is he or is she a forgiver? Uh, do they um, Do they know how to set their pride aside? And that's a hard question to ask. Because you're going to have disagreements inside of a relationship. And two, you're going to make mistakes uh, inside of the relationship. And I remember uh, the last young lady I dated, um, I had to I had to admit that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. When we decided to, you know, go separate ways, I had to admit, okay, it's easy to blame the other person. But I think a real man and a real woman... Or uh, let me take that back. A mature man and woman will apologize and say, yo, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And not that you're a sorry individual, but you apologize for the action or for the words that you've said and committed. And I think it just creates a good conversation to have. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that is that is something that I'm having to remind myself as a man. Like, yo, boy, set your pride aside. Not just with... Um, Shoot, Rebecca, you, I, I blamed something on you a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, Rebecca, I'm so sorry. That was actually me, my fault. Mm-hmm. And I had to set my pride aside. Even though I'm cutting her a check every month, I'm like, yo, but still, you want her to know that, A, she could trust you and you're a man of a character and integrity. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to ask me. I was like, yo, Rebecca, I'm so sorry. That is totally my fault. I screwed up. Boom. Like, it just creates a good, healthy relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just in general, because I've had clients that make huge mistakes and don't. Right. They're just like, oh, okay, it's a learning experience. And they like, <laughs> right, right, right. And you don't want that in a relationship. Mm-hmm. So again, that's a good question to have. And I have so many other questions to how to how to really figure out, okay, if he messes up, when he messes up, is he apologetic? Is she apologetic? Because ladies, while this is for you, yo, y'all, y'all mess up too. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh-huh. Before you get to the next point, I was just going to say that I think that that's a very important conversation that needs to be had, especially, you know, as men. You know, being vulnerable and being being emotional is not necessarily our forte. Mm. And so I feel as though kind of being open, it will, you know, will help the relationship out. We'll definitely help it out. Absolutely. I think if you choose not to apologize when you're wrong, mm-hmm. um, or if you lie, rather, if you lie about it and just say, oh, I'm sorry. The right. person may be like, oh, they really mean it. And you could care less, Right. You are taking away essentially their choice to choose, like, is this healthy for me? Because yeah. you're not being honest in your motive. Yeah. Your motive is selfish at that point. Yeah. You don't mean that you want them to stay. But if you don't apologize at all, well, then they can start to recognize, okay, well, this relationship may not be serving me. This isn't something I want to continue to work on. You really cheat yourself when you're not vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This is, this is, this is good. I hope y'all are actually taking notes, and I hope you're getting this this document. I mean, it's it's amazing. Here's the number one thing that was on the guys' list, and I relate with it 100%. Y'all ladies are not going to like this. I'm going to be honest with you, but I really don't care <laughs> because I came here to help you. Get into our mind. <laughs> I'm not even looking over there. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm helping y'all ladies get into our minds. Okay? Was it cap o'clock? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so listen. Gabe in my tribe said, don't drop hints. Mm-hmm. That movie looks interesting. It's just an observation. I like to see that movie still may have nothing to do with me. Let's go see the movie is an invitation or a clear definition of what you expect. Mm. So the number one thing for men, and, and man, I really dive into this one on this, this PDF, is we can't read your mind. Communicate and be clear with how you feel. Mm. Do y'all ladies think y'all struggle with communicating exactly how you feel, what you want, what you expect? I think that's a whole learning process because half the time we probably don't even know. Mm. You know, you're you're like she said, she's you're learning yourself right now. Mm-hmm. So you're trying to figure out what it is that you actually want, how you truly feel about certain situations. Because I feel like, especially when you're younger, like in your 20s, it's a lot of let me mold me to fit this person that I'm with and not really understanding who you are and what fits you. Right. So I think it makes it hard to communicate what you want. You know what I mean? So when you're saying it like, oh, that would be nice. It's just kind of throwing it out there like, oh, that would be nice. I don't know if this fits what you want to do, but I thought this would be pretty cool. So if it's something you want to do, maybe I'll ask. So I feel like like that's how that happens. And then as you get older, you know, you ask a woman 35, 40, she's going to be like, look, this is what I want to do. Are you taking me? Are we going? Can we go here? You know, it's they're very clear and direct because they know what they want to do. Or this is what I'm going to do. Would you like to come? Mm. Yeah. But when you're in your kind of 20s, early 30s, it's a lot of still learning yourself. I mean, I've I've dated people in their 35s, and I would, I would respectfully disagree. I mean, mm. I asked a young lady, like, where you want to go to eat? I don't know. You pick. Oh, no. And then if if, if, you, if you take her to a spot she doesn't like, then she goes back and she calls the girls and says, this this boy, can you believe where he took me? But wait, I asked you up front, where do you want to go? She was like, well, no, I want you to put the thoughts and I want you to put the thought and pay the bill 
and do everything about it. I just want to show up with my red bottoms on, look cute, and just do the thing. To not like the food? I can't get with that. Maybe she was testing you. I can't, I can't <laughs> get with that. So y'all have never told a man, like, yo, you pick. Like, you've never wanted the man to pick the restaurant. Yeah, I have. So why? Well, because well, I don't know what I want. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I will, I agree with what you're saying mm-hmm. where like I've noticed myself just like over the last like 10 years of being like a better communicator right. in that area and saying what I want. And I think sometimes like, I don't know, I think women are a little bit conditioned to be a little bit softer sometimes. Um, and for me, I feel like I've had to unlearn mm-hmm. that and be more direct with what I want, especially in relationships. Something as small as what I want to listen to, like what I want to listen to, what music or what movie I want to go see, where I want to go eat, to more, like to bigger things. Like like what, like denomination I want my my kids to be or like where I want to live and what my vision for the future is and stuff. Um, But when it comes to like smaller stuff like going out to eat or music and it's like, it it doesn't matter that much to me, then I'm like, okay, you pick. Um, and I'll find something on the menu, <laughs> usually. So what if a guy says, all right, uh, I'm going to take you out on a date. Mm-hmm. And he says, where do you want to go? And you're like, well, I don't care. You, you choose. And then he takes you to a picnic or he takes you to Starbucks or he takes you, I don't know, somewhere that is like in the back of your head. You're like, this is not a date. Ooh, but see, that gets into that expectation versus appreciation. Yeah. Thing. That's where that gets because it's like where your expectations set up. If you, if a man is kind enough to say, I want to do something for you, I want to serve you in some capacity, her if your expectations are set up to, we about to take to a five star restaurant with all these things, then he takes you to a picnic, which is probably set up in a very nice way, heartfelt, right. took time. Right. You can't even appreciate it because in your mind, your expectation is set up differently. Yeah. So it's being clear. About just saying like, okay, if I'm with this person and they're showing, they're showing their care for me, they're spending their time with me, I just need to be in a space of appreciating the time and the space. But it also goes to say, be clear about what you want so that when it happens, you're like, okay, I, I, I appreciate, I appreciate this. But if you're just sitting in a space where you're expecting all these things, there's zero communication and then it shows up and you're like, <laughs> what is this? Right. That's on you. That has nothing to do with him because he took his time. But let's let's live there right there because as men, I think we, there there is a level of expectation from ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know for a fact, y'all know me, I, I'm not I, I'm not gonna spend over $50, $75 on the first date when I take a young lady out. Mm-hmm. But I think when people meet Anthony O'Neill, it's like, well, I know he got money, so he's gonna take me to somewhere nice. Mm-hmm. Um there are ladies who feel as if they're, what's the proper word to say this? Their looks or their value is more than mm-hmm. a picnic that you, that she deserves to be, t- don't take me to Chili's. Mm-hmm. Don't take me to, 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 what's the other one out there? Applebee's. Uh, Applebee's. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, don't, don't take me there. Take me to Ruth Chris, take me to, you know, the five-star restaurant. But who who are you and what are you bringing to the table? 
to be able to have that level of expectation. Like, what if she makes six figures and she goes there on her own? If if that's it, then then you should know, or I would I would assume you would know coming to the table with a woman that's already at that caliber, mm-hmm. that her expectations naturally is set higher because she does it for herself. But how do I know that if I just met you? Well, What's like, yeah, there's conversations before. Like, you... How, how do how we you, have that conversation? So like, hey, you want to go out to eat? And, no, like, no, how saying, is that... It's like, if I... Like, yo, hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? You know, I met you uh, on Clubhouse. Okay. Okay? And then, boom, we meet. We talking on the phone. Well, we're not having a conversation about your your income and your job and mm-hmm. what you do within the first few conversations on the phone. Mm-hmm. So how do I know as a man your caliber mm-hmm. is this five star when we're just talking about life? Well, I guess that's just a filter. Like, that's your filter. You take girls on this is their first date that you take them on. Yeah, and so that's respond. how you know how they respond. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, like, once you get to know someone, like, if I were getting to know you, I'd say, like, okay, well, him, like, he may have money, but he doesn't have a lot of time. Right, right. So if you're spending your time on me, oh, then, it's like, talking. then that's, that means a lot. That means a yeah. whole lot from a guy like that. That's great. Because you're right. Spending a money, I think, for a lot of guys is not the problem, especially if they are wealthy and successful. Mm-hmm. It's their time that they value more than they actually value their money. Mm-hmm. You know, if I give you an hour of my day talking on the phone, that's to me, that's more valuable than giving you a thousand dollars because it's my time and I make money with my time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what you think, ma'am? I'm going to say I definitely resonate with that. Um, you know, again, me being a full time college student, you know, working and on top of that, my, my HBCU tour, you know, I don't have a lot of time. And so, you know, the. Um, the ladies that I'm interested in or, or trying to pursue. Um, are they older? Mm-mm. Are you, like, dating around your age? They can't cook, can they? Mm. <laughs> no, I mean, I no, they, they can cook. They can cook? <laughs> they can cook. No, they can cook. I mean, like, cook, cook? They can cook, cook. Do you date outside your race? I do not. You don't? Wait, 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 say it again? You don't I date? I do not date outside you, my race. You, you, you only date black people? I do. Black, black queens, black women. Yes, I do. <laughs> But I, I, I also, the thing is, my parents always joke about how, you know, I'm very particular in the women that I date. You know, my parents have only probably seen me bring home, what, two ladies? in my Two ladies. Yeah, because I'm, I'm very particular in, who, you know, who I bring into my family and who I want to, you know, start my future with. And so, you know, I grew up, you know, again, in a two-parent household. My mom was always cooking. I come from a Nigerian background as well as a Southern background. My grandmother's from Mobile, Alabama. My grandfather's from Nigeria. So cooking is in our culture, you know. And so I, I you know, I can, I pride myself on the fact that I can cook very well. And so I also, you know, on my, on my checklist, I don't need, you know, women that can be a super chef. But when I'm out traveling, I need somebody to make sure the kids are fed, like, like right, situations right. like that. Yeah. And... You know, my, my family might joke about her because she may not be able to cook. And I don't, I don't want that. I don't want that. So, yeah. <laughs> Yo, so how do you deal with the communication side from ladies in your age bracket? I'm curious. Um, so it seems like your age bracket, they definitely try to play the whole... Um, it seems like in their young 20s, they want it. It's, like, it's a turn on for the man to figure them out rather than just be blunt and straightforward? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I think that in, in this season of me, again, stewarding my singleness, 
Um, you know, a lot of a lot of ladies kind of see what I'm doing, and I feel as though they they they're attracted to me because of what I'm doing, which I don't like. Ooh. Um, I want them to be attracted to my personality and you know what, what I have to offer, and so I think that. A lot of the times, and this may be a red flag, I don't know, but a lot of the times I'm already on standby because I already know, I don't know if they're coming genuinely or if they're just coming just because, you know, I've worked with this person, I'm working with this person, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. real. That's real. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Man, I have that red flag and I'm learning more and more and more I need to let that go. Yeah. Because I think in order for me to find the woman that God has for me, I have to give her um, the space to actually hurt my feelings. Right. Right. Because if I don't give her that space, then she can't get close enough to even gain my heart. Mm -hmm. And so I think as a man, we have to learn to be more vulnerable. And um, and I've had my feelings hurt, you know, but I've learned how to. All right, cool. Chop that one up. Keep on moving. Mm -hmm. Um, But I mean, I have that rev like, why are you here? But I've learned. Actually, my mom said this. She was like, yo, it's a good thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, you're you're. You who yeah. you are, you yeah. know? Like, and so you want her to be attracted to who you are and what you do. Because you don't want a woman who don't care yeah. about what you do. Because yeah. then she won't value how you bring in the income and how you're helping people. Right. You just want a woman that can respect and love and honor what you do, but then also cherish the heart. Right, right. You know, God pulled uh, Eve from Adam's Rib. Right. You know, and the rib covers our heart. Right. So you need a woman that is like, yo, I see you. Right. But my assignment is to connect with that mm-hmm. and to to get back connected to that so you and I can go do bigger and better things. Right. And I, I, I 100% agree. I think that, and I think there's there's also pressure, you know, me being, I have 20, 22 cousins on my mom's side. You know, I'm the wow. oldest of that. Wow. Um, I have seven siblings. I'm the oldest of them too. And so I think that, you know, there's there's pressure in kind of dating or finding that person, especially since, you know, my my parents went to Oakwood. Um, my great-grandparents went to Oakwood. My grandparents went to Oakwood. They all met their spouses there. So now they're looking at me. They're like, I, you know, what's going on? Like, you know, Austin, it's, it's time to, you know, time to start getting. But for me, you know, again, I'm, I'm trying to establish myself and trying to do that. So I think that kind of letting go of that pressure and on top of that, trying to let go of that, that red flag mentality that I have that, you know, ladies are only attracted to me because of what I, what I have to offer yeah. or what I'm doing with my life. Um, I think that that can, that can kind of help with that. I mean, well, I mean, you're on my show. Yeah. So, you know, I got a bunch of single ladies watching this, right? Make sure you put my my ad in the description. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm going to put their information in the show link below, ladies. You know what I'm saying? And uh, Brother Man Clean, you know what I'm saying? And uh, he he got some money, and he doing his thing. Just a little bit. You know, he he doing his thing. One of the things I said, uh, a conversation starter, uh, you know, when you are... And I think this is a great conversation to have, like maybe walking your dogs, maybe out at the park and talking, was how do you feel comfortable sharing your thoughts with me? If not, what can I do to make you feel safe to share your thoughts with me? And I think it's a conversation starter. And one of the things, ladies, that I love is like with, with this is I really step back and ask myself these questions and even ran it by other ladies because I wanted to make sure that the questions that we're, that I'm telling you to ask us are the same questions that you can answer. Mm-hmm. Because I think also, I think sometimes while ladies, y'all have a hard time sharing your thoughts, so do men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, how do we both create a space, a safe space to where we can share our thoughts and then also create a space and a place, learn this from Torrey Roberts, 
where our, our significant other, the person who we're dating, can win and we support them winning. So it's like, if I'm dating someone, okay, one, how do I create a safe place to where you can come and be honest about your thoughts? I think one of the, one of the reasons why divorce is happening so much outside of like the money uh, conversation is because are we really being authentic with our significant others? Mm-hmm. Are there things on the inside of us at our core mm. that we're scared to share, so we never share it, and then we're disappointed, and so we go off and we sneak around things and we do things that we shouldn't be doing because we were scared to really share what was in our minds, what was at the core of us. Right. And it's like if you're dating someone, uh, if you're in a committed relationship with someone, there should be a, a safe place where there's no judging, um, and to where I could just be honest and authentic. You could be honest and you could be authentic and it's a safe place and there's no judging. Mm-hmm. But to that point, I think that in the black community, money is a very taboo subject. Mm-hmm. And so for me specifically, my parents have been very transparent in everything that they do. Yeah, I remember, you know, years ago, Christmas, they're like, you know, we just can't afford to get you what you want. And so, you know, they're, they're very transparent in what they say and what they do. And so I think that that portrayed in my adult life where now, you know, I'm, I'm comfortable talking about money. I'm comfortable, you know, talking to them about X, Y, and Z just because my parents were transparent throughout, you know, 21 years of my life. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Can I just say... No, you can't. All right, then I won't. It's fine. Go ahead, what's up? So, um... Outside of the, like, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? Mm-hmm. I think everyone, to some capacity, should have someone professional that they talk to. Mm-hmm. Because I can't help you help yourself mm-hmm. in parts of your life, right? So even though I may want to talk to you about some things, you might not be the right person for me to talk to in that moment. Right. Like, I think that especially culturally, we think of therapists and we're like, something wrong with you. Right. But... We need to have someone in a professional space that we can kind of sort through things with childhood traumas, yes. experiences, all those things. So when we bring our authentic self to the table, it's not a broken authentic self. So, good. so I think that, yeah, we should definitely be vulnerable to one another. However, don't look at your spouse as your cure because mm-hmm. they can't heal you. You have to heal yourself. Ooh-wee. That's going to go viral. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> Y'all, we just now tuned into the show. Welcome back to the table. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, man. And today's show has been absolutely amazing. And we are about to wrap it up. But I did not want to go without reminding you, hey, listen, um, a part of whole why you're dating, why you're in a relationship, why you're doing all this kind of stuff, uh, make sure you have a savings account. Okay, I keep saying this on every show because I really want to drill this in. I need you to have a fully funded savings account, especially when you get out of debt. If you're still in debt and you're going through uh, Ramsey's baby steps, baby step number two, that means you should have at least $1,000 on your savings account. Whether you have $1,000, $10,000, $20,000, I want you to join me at Prize Pool. That's where I park my savings account. What I love about prize pool is a few things. Number one, they're FDIC insured, okay? Number two, they're going to give you 0.30% interest on your money, and it's in a safe place. The average bank account is giving you like 0.05. They're going to give you like 0.30. That is crazy. Why go to Bank of America when you have prize pool? And what I love about prize pool, number three, is they give away prizes throughout the entire 
month. Every week, they're giving out $100, $500 prizes. But then once a month, they're giving away a grand prize of about $10 to $15, even sometimes $20,000. All you got to do is click the link in the show links. Join me at Prize Pool. It's, there's no startup fee. There's no minimum balance. That's where I park my emergency fund, and it's absolutely amazing. Then number two, listen, get closer. Um, the average person who looks like me, who looks like us on today's show, uh, not the average person, it's about 42 43%, makes about $38,000 a year. The average person in America is going to make about, right at about uh, 50, 45 dollars $50,000. They say that nearly only 11% of people will make $100,000 a year. Well, I have a secret for you. I can help you. You can help yourself within the next nine months make $100,000 a year. Ask me how. Thank you so much. It's called Bethel Tech. The rising career field in America today is a tech field. And more people who look like us <laughs> need to get into that. And I've partnered with an amazing organization that is giving, a, giving away a $1,500 scholarship just by you being a part of my tribe to go through a nine-month program that would teach you everything you need to know about tech, give you the certificate, and 80% of their graduates are getting jobs making $60,000 a year to $100,000 a year. We're watching this show and we're talking about singleness and we're talking about dating and we're talking about having a hard conversation. Wouldn't it be dope that if you spent the next nine months, it could change the next nine years of your life? Wouldn't it be dope to say, hey, queen, <laughs> I make $100,000 a year. Come on over here and I'll take good care of you. Wouldn't that be dope, queen? If when you had a conversation, you go to your boo like, hey, boo, you know what I'm saying? I, I make about 100, I make about buck 50. You know, I went through this program that AO was talking about. It will be so dope. So once you click the link in the show description, Bethel Tech, uh, tell them that you uh, came over there from your boy, Anthony O'Neill, here at the table. You're going to get a $1,500 scholarship. And check this out. Someone like, what, ten dollars to $15,000, depending on the program you get into. And by this time next year, you could be making six figures in a dope field. Let's get back to today's show and wrap this thing all the way up. You said something before going on break that I think we need to talk talk about. What's that? One of the things that guys are saying inside of this, this, I mean, and I'm telling you, man, this, I, this was probably one of the best things I've done in my career, hearing from my brothers in my mm-hmm. tribe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this and this one was a shocking one. I never really paid attention to it from the ladies' side of things. Mm-hmm. I focused on it from my side, but the the, the guys were like, yo. Are you taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. Not not taking care of your looks. Are you taking care of yourself? Are you your inner you? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of guys feel as if sometimes we're going through issues that have nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. We didn't make you feel insecure. We didn't make you do this. We didn't make you do that. We don't make you feel like that. We're dealing with stuff in the past that you have not dealt with. Yeah. So I I want I want to I want to I want to I want to just live right there a little bit. How are you, ladies? Then brothers, how are you, ladies, taking care of yourself now? How are you all healing? What does that process look like? Yeah, I'm doing a lot of 
Like, I just got back from Chicago. I took a one-day trip. Wow. Which, by the way, never did that before. Wow, right. Um, but it was needed because I just needed to turn my phone off. Okay. I need to be away from everything. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I'm a mom. I have three daughters. Three beautiful daughters. Thank you. So 14, 8, and 6. And um, I think we're always so busy in being busy that we get caught up in functioning in dysfunction. Mm. And I just needed to step away and just be like, Raquel, this is you. Mm. Like, be in present. Be be there with just you. No distractions, no busyness, no business, no nothing. And sometimes we don't even realize that we're exhausted by carrying other things. Mm. You know? Um, and for me, it came out in my health. I realized that like, I wasn't taking enough vitamins. Like, I was really depleted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was exhausted. And yeah. I was functioning on coffee. And I realized that when I was drinking four cups of coffee and I was still sleepy, something was wrong. Wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about dating on this thing. But you can't be in the position to date anyone, do anything for anybody, show up to any capacity mm. for anyone if you're not showing up for yourself. Mm. Pour into your own cup be there for everyone else off of your overflow. And I know being a mom, hearing that, sometimes it's like, but my babies come first. No, you come first. Mm. You can't do anything for your kids if you're dead. You can't do anything for your kids if you're in a hospital bed. You can't do right. anything literally for anyone if you're not taking care of yourself first. So um, if I can, just kind of give out a tip. Do the Okay, cool. So <clears throat> one of the things that I do... I that disagree. I <laughs> Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> One of the things that I do and I coach a lot of my ladies on is when you're like really struggling on finding that time for yourself. One of the things you can do is just take an assessment of your time. Mm. Like you already mentioned, your time is your most valuable asset. Yes. Right. So just take an assessment, write down the time that you typically wake up to the time that you typically go to sleep. And then you're going to fill in like all your non-negotiables. So that's your work schedule, whatever's going on with your kids. If you have kids, whatever that you just can't get around, you're going to put that in your schedule. And then throughout the day, for each hour of the day, you're going to dock what you've been doing for those hours. Now, naturally, you're going to be like, wow, I actually have more time than what I thought. And you're going to want to do the things, but just hold off. And then that following Sunday, plan your week ahead mm -hmm. and do something that you haven't done before. And that's put in personal care. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, that looks like getting up an hour before my kids. I know oftentimes we end up staying up late because I was finishing my master's working full time and raising three girls by myself. So while running a business. So I know what it's like not to feel like you have the time, but we always have the time. You look at successful people and you say, dang, how are they so successful? How did they get there? We all share the same space. We all share the same amount of time. It's what you do in that time that matters. And one thing successful people do very well is they value their time and they make time for themselves so that they can pour into other people more, whether that's your place of business, whether that's your children, or whether that's, you know, communicating and networking with other people to grow your grow your success. That's so true. So good. What yeah. you think? Really similar. Um, there was a time like earlier this year, ever since like like since high school, college, getting into my career, where I, I ended up sick early this year, like mm. super sick, unexplainable, weird symptoms I had never had. Um, and at that time, I was like in a relationship, not really feeling convicted about it, um, working um, full time, um, a full time job, and 
just through some crazy, crazy, huge campaigns, <laughs> which I'm so thankful for. Right. But at the end, I just had like a shake. Yeah. I could not sleep, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, and so similar, like actually my parents suggested exactly what you just suggested to take a time budget. Mm. Um, what are you doing from the time you wake up to the time that you go to sleep? And so that helped a lot, helped me find like, you know what, I'm doing all this work but it's not contrib like it's like the 2080. It's like all this work, but it's not contributing to, to me or to my goals. Um, and so that's when I had to move my life around a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and now I'm kind of again like learning like what I want out of life and where I want to be in the future. Um, and then also now I have like like my top three most important things to me. Yeah, um, that's good. Yeah, which is like like my spiritual life. Yeah. So I want to like feed in, connect to God yeah. daily. Right. Um, physical. Um, I want to make sure that I get some type of movement or exercise. Mm -hmm. um, and then for me, it's like like my nutrition. Mm -hmm. um, I take my vitamins now. I even told Austin, I was like, Austin, <laughs> remind, we're going to be busy today. Remind me to take my vitamins. <laughs> and he told me. And, he told, yeah. <laughs> and so, like, so that I know, like, once my physical health and, like, spiritual mental is right, then I can go on and be the best for yeah. Kona Rise. And I yeah. can be, like, the nicest to Austin. <laughs> <laughs> and so that helped a lot. Um, another thing that helps, because um, like women, we have hormones. I think that's why guys are like, just tell us what you want. Like, what do you want? And I'm exactly. like, I don't know Please. what I want. Please. <laughs> so this is another advice like to your tribe is get learn how female hormones work. Mm. And there's some books um, in the flow beyond the pill that tell you like, oh, this week you're going to you your hormone levels are high. During this week, your left brain and your right brain are most similar. So now's mm. a good time to make decisions. Mm. Eat these foods because you may be uh, deficient in these certain vitamins. Mm. So as a woman, like, get to know your hormones. It helps wow. a lot. That's wow. great. And it'll help your boyfriend or your boo out. Like, because then they'll know, like, oh, she may be in a mood today because of this. Mm. Or she's going to be super open and she's going to want affection. Mm. <laughs> so, it's so helpful. Because yeah. women and men are That's so big. different. We are. So different. We really are. Because of hormones. Like, yeah, we once are. you learn, you know. But men are moody, too, though. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like, we may not be as moody, but we are moody. Yeah, y'all have cycles. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I do. Y'all do. You know, yeah, I mean, because it's like, for example, we've been shooting. Um, I, I don't want to, I don't want to, I may not want to be all up, you know, talking to the boo when I get done shooting. Mm -hmm. I just want to shut up, watch sports, and don't say nothing. You know, yeah. and so I think men, we we have it as well, which again, how do we have those hard conversations? How do we say, okay, how do we learn each other up front so that we know, okay, this may not be a good time for this conversation or for him. Okay, he just got done working. He just got off this long trip, you know, boom, 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 boom. Uh, one of the guys said, don't expect a man to get you when you don't have a handle on yourself. Mm -hmm. He was like, like, get a handle or at least have a better handle on yourself than what you expect from the man. And so one of the questions I put in here um, to ask, you know, again, just how do you start the conversation going is, is there a hobby you used to have that you'd like to pick back up? If so, what's holding you back from pursuing it? Like, just ask. Simple question. Good. What are some hobbies that you, you actually like doing? And if you stopped it, well, why? And then you'll start understanding. It just creates an easy conversation to go in there and to just start. And it will open it up from there. Mm -hmm. I don't want the conversations to be so hard because we make them hard. Mm 
Mm-hmm. I want the conversation to be easy-er. Not saying it's going to be easy, but I want it to be at least to where we can get in there and start having the hard conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, in that PDF, I'm talking about how do we talk about stance on sex, the stance on spirit, your spiritual walk, because uh, those are important questions to, to ask and to have. Um, I, I get in there and we talk about um, a whole bunch of money stuff. Because, ladies, y'all want to know how much do you make? Y'all want to know the credit score. You know, y'all want to know, you know, are you taking me on a $50 budget like Anthony on no teachers? You know, y'all y'all want to know, you know, and, and it's like, I was on Clubhouse one day, Raquel, and this one lady said, well, ask him what kind of car he drives. Well, if you ask me what kind of car I drive, that's already a red flag. Right. No, no. no. That's um, not even going to work because you know I had my Audi. Right. And I was paying $800 a month for that. And now I have a Nissan. And now I have a Nissan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and now I have a Nissan Rogue that I own outright. Right, but what my portfolio looked at looked like when I owned an Audi, and what my portfolio looks like owning a Nissan Rogue, <laughs> baby. That's right. why I created this 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 PDF, this little mini ebook, to where really help get to that answer, mm-hmm. like without being too intrusive, but allowing the the partner, allowing him to really walk you through that whole process. And this is going to give you the answers that you want, but then also it's going to help you reveal their character, their integrity, their values, their mission, I mean, everything that they really have. So, man, thank you all for chilling with me today. Yeah. Thank you. This was good. This was really, really, really good. And this is just a sneak peek, a sneak peek. Costco snack. Into (laughs) the singles panel. Um, And listen, this mini ebook is 100% for free. Uh, just text relationships to 615-930-3431. I mean, I go through the do's and the don'ts of how to have, how, how to have the hard conversation. Um, I, I list out 20 questions, well, 20 scenarios of what guys were saying. Hey, this is what I really want ladies to understand. And, and up underneath each one of those scenarios, I give you questions on how to start the hard conversation to where both of you all can have the conversation. And here are some real red flags that you should be looking out uh, when it comes to the brother. And so it's free. Um, Rebecca helped me put it together. My team helped me put it together. I promise you, you'll love it. And uh, what? I'm so mad. <laughs> Fine. What? You want to hear what I was going to say? Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> I think that's going to be a dope game for couples. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going to be an amazing... I don't know if you thought about that, but that would be an amazing like game. a date night. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's, yeah. A, it's a date night conversation. That's I mean, awesome. I just know... I remember me, man. Like, how do I have this conversation? Or ladies would straight up offend me by some of their questions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, you could have asked me that a little bit differently. Because mm-hmm. men are prideful. One. Yeah. Two, don't push us into the corner. Mm. You know, feel like we are still the man Feel and make us feel like you really want to learn us because you want us to work. Yeah. Don't make me feel like you're asking me this question because it's a he's in or he's out. Mm-hmm. Like, it should be how do we progress? And these questions make it easier to progress. So it's a great date night. And, uh, you know, live accordingly to your spiritual walk. I don't want you making any babies from this uh, PDF. Because his responses may turn you on. You may be like, ooh. <laughs> You know, live that Christian walk. Walk that Christian walk. Don't 
Don't be like Austin and, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Austin was like, I got two of them, you know? I'm, I'm trying to... Waters. That was 18-year-old me. I, I've grown. I've grown. I've grown a lot. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he ain't grown that much. He's only 21. <laughs> I've grown a lot. I, don't, don't let Anthony Don't let Anthony fool you. I've grown a lot. I've grown a lot. Yeah. Grown a lot. Yeah. Hey, 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 listen. His Y'all getting them DMs, girl. Y'all getting them DMs. I mean, you know, my tribe is a whole lot older than him. You know what I'm saying? He may have some 30-year-olds in his DM. Like, That's fine. I'm a grown... See, look at she him. She can cook. He's <laughs> like, I'm a grown man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm young. I got that energy. Anyways, it's your boy, Anthony O'Neill. Thank you all so much for rocking with us today. Hey, check out all their information below. Join them. Uh, learn from them. Get Bougie's book. It will bless you tremendously. Uh, her book costs some money. My book doesn't because it's free for you. So go ahead and uh, click the link in the show description or text the word 615-930-3431. But get both. Drop $20 so you can learn how to be bougie, beautiful, and have that bank. And then also make sure to get this guide to having to write the hard conversations while dating the right way. It's your boy. We'll see you next week. Peace out.